Hi, I'm Matt Griffin, and I, I race for Ferrari in the European Le Mans Series, the World Endurance Championship, and uh, particularly I'll be racing the number 55 Ferrari 488 GT at Le Mans 24 Hour this weekend. Um, look, it's uh, this is a, something I just I said we said before we went on air something I'm particularly passionate about uh, GT car racing. It's funny because a few months ago we had the virtual Le Mans, um, and we actually had the only Irish uh, participant in that one. Um, there's a few Irish participants in this one but Matt you're yourself you're from Cork uh, proud and obviously any excuse to get a Cork a fellow Corkman on the show I'm going to take um, tell us a little bit about kind of Le Mans and what what makes it so prestigious yeah well as, as you said I'm a I'm a proud Irishman but even more than that I'm a proud Corkman so uh, <laughs> yeah it's nice to be nice to be on the show um, yeah so for me and I think the majority of motorsport fans of Le Mans 24 Hours is the biggest uh, motorsport race in the world. Uh, it's, you know, steeped in history. It's, it happens once a year on public roads, so they have to close the roads for us. And, uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I, I watched, like, the Le Mans 24 Hour every year. And, uh, yeah, I'm lucky enough that this will be my 10th uh, my consecutive uh, participation in the race. And uh, it's just, it's it's a huge honour, obviously, Usually we have up to four hundred thousand spectators. This year is going to be a bit different, but it's still a, it's still fantastic to be here, and it's a, yeah, I'm, I'm quite lucky. So you you said to me you're born you're born and raised in Douglas, which is literally just down the well road from myself. Um, I suppose how does somebody born and bred in Douglas end up driving kind of a hundred or whatever four or five hundred thousand pound uh, cars around racetracks? Yeah, it's 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 a kind of it's not a straight path, that's for sure. It's, a, it was a lot of twists and turns in it, but it started like like most guys who who end up racing cars started in, in karting. Um, so my dad and I would, um, you know, go off for the weekends in it with a cart and a trailer, and we raced in Watergrass Hill and Mondello, and there was a there was a go kart track at the time in Limerick, and just did that, and it just it kind of started from there. I was pretty good at it, and successful in, in karting so Irish champion and then ended up racing go-karts abroad in the world championship and and step by step you kind of it goes from being a, a hobby into something that you think this is something I can do um probably no different than any sport golf or, or tennis or, or anything like that uh, so when I was 17 I moved to the UK uh, to Silverstone actually um and then that was the the moment where I started to to really work and, and try to build a career as a professional racing driver. And like, for example, 2002, I was teammates with Lewis Hamilton and former Renault. Um, and then obviously he went one way and I, I kind of looked at the direction of more endurance racing. Um, so I, I kind of headed and, and, you know, kind of gave up on, on other dreams and opportunities that normal people do in life and, and went absolutely maximum attack after this dream of being a professional racing driver and it's uh yeah it, it worked out which is which is good it's amazing and uh look um it's it's so i mean ireland is such a small country and really facility wise particularly when it comes to something like gt racing i know rally wise we're, we're very strong but we don't have a huge amount of facilities mandelo is kind of really our only internationally certified uh track for 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 that kind of speed um you're racing this weekend in a Ferrari 488 GTE. Um, I know a little bit about the differences, but I suppose for your average person, they see a big shiny Ferrari on the street supercar. What's the difference between that and what you're going to be hammering around um, the the track, the Circuit de la Sarte this weekend? 
Yeah, so aesthetically on the outside, you know, they, from a distance they look similar, uh, but once you start to look closer, the cars are absolutely completely different, and the only thing similar would be the, the Ferrari badge on the front of the car. Um, the normal cars, you know, got an aluminium um, body panels, all our body panels are carbon fibre. The engine is extensively tuned. We have different suspension, different tyres, um, a whole kind of, the, the interior of the car is completely different. We don't have nice creature comforts like, uh, you know, sat nav and CD players, nothing, nothing like that. Um, it gets up to, you know, 50, 55 degrees Celsius inside the car. Um, and the whole thing is just built for speed. So there's 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 nothing um, that makes the thing comfortable. It's just built to make it as fast as, as it can go. And like I said, the only thing that really is carried over from the road car is the basic shape and then that Ferrari badge on the front. So it's a, a different beast altogether. Um, up to 55 degrees, you say, in the cockpit. Now, you said to me, obviously, so uh, for those who don't know, um, the Le Mans 24 is a 24-hour race, obviously. Starts on Saturday afternoon, finishes on Sunday. Usually a team of three um, in the car. Um, but as you say, Matt, uh, you said just before we went on air, um, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be sharing the workload equally. So tell us kind of what your what your race uh, 24 hours is going to look like. Yeah, unfortunately, or fortunately, depends which way you look at it. I'm, I'm usually the fastest guy in the car and, and it will be uh, the same this year out of our driving crew. So the, the team want the car to get the best result. To get the best result, they want the fastest guy in it as much as possible. And uh, that's me. So I, I'll 99, with top 40, up at 99% I will start the race. And for the last two years, I've done um, like 11 hours and 58 minutes or 11 hours and 57 minutes the previous year, which is the maximum um, anyone can do. So it's, um, it, yeah, it, it's tough. And you often do up to three hours in the car at any one point and to give the kind of viewers an idea of the physical demands um, I'll burn uh, between 800 and 1000 calories an hour when I drive the car my, my heart rate averages about 165 uh, during a stint um, so the, the physical demands are, are pretty big and how you approach a race then is super important so your physical fitness like I'm, I'm training you know just pure fitness wise even if you forget about the stuff I do in the sim or actual racing or testing the car um, I'm doing at least two and a half three hours a day um, training every single day seven days a week your weight's important um, and then your nutrition during the race is massively important because if you think that you know you're you're burning that many calories you've got to try to somehow get that many calories back into your body so luckily enough with you know racing for Ferrari we have a lot of um, a lot of people, doctors, physios um, at our disposal, so they kind of look look after that and make sure you're eating the correct way, make sure that you're you know approaching the race uh, in in the right way, which is which is important. And again, it's no different than any kind of elite sport around the world. It's not just I might be the guy driving the car, but there's a whole team between doctors, physios, mechanics, engineers behind us that, that help make it happen. How does sleep work, though? That's what I'm interested to hear, Matt, because if you're driving 11 hours, that's not going to be 11 hours in a row, of course. So how do you try and get, do you, do you nap in the pit box or, or what's, the, what's the story? The, yeah, it, luckily I have no problem sleeping in, in any case. Like I, I'm, I'm blessed in, in a way that I can kind of sleep any, anywhere, anyhow, anytime. Um, but what I've started to do, so 
when I first started to do Le Mans, the, the team organized motorhomes for us um, in, in the paddock. So we have a, a base and that's where we stay. But a few years ago, I thought, OK, I'll just make it a little bit nicer on myself. So I bought my own motorhome, um, which is which is mine, you know, and, and it basically it's like a home from home. So I, I drove it down to Le Mans. I didn't need to pack a bag. I have all my own stuff in there, my own food. I've got my wife, I've got my TV, I've got everything I need in there. So I kind of, that's where I will sleep. So during the race, there's some drivers who, who don't sleep very much and they want to know exactly what's happening. So they're in the pit box the whole time. But personally, for me, I arrive usually 45 minutes before I'm due into the car. When I get out of the car, I have a quick debrief with the engineers, straight to the physio for a massage and then straight to sleep as much as I can and usually then I'll also try and eat something before before I go to bed so the idea is for me I'll sleep as much as possible and the thing is the, yes it's 24 hours but the race starts at 4pm um, on Saturday but you, you, you don't sleep until 2pm and then get up to the race you're still up at 9 so you're talking about 36 hours really of work because there's there's a warm up on, on Saturday morning and then there's engineering briefings and stuff so Basically, my kind of plan is, if I'm not in the car, I'm either eating on the massage table or, or lying down somewhere trying to sleep, and that's for 36 hours from, from 9 a.m. on uh, on Saturday. Um, there's a few 24-hour events over the course of the year. The the WEC Championship obviously takes in quite a, quite a few. Um, actually, there's going to be a 25-hour this year because the Spa falls on that weekend where the, where the hour extends. Um, Spa and Nuremberg ring, obviously, the, the Nordschleife and the whole uh, 24-hour layout there. But what makes Le Mans particularly so special? Is it the heritage? Is it the way the course is, is mapped out with the long Malsan Straits? Or what is it that makes Le Mans so prestigious? Yeah, I mean, like Spa, I've done Spa as well 10 times, and I've won the Spa 24 hours before, and I've I've finished on the podium five times, so it, that's a race I know pretty well. But Le Mans is just something special. Um, it, as you touched on, it's it's not so much the circuit, it's it's the heritage, and, it's, and you feel the heritage. And also there's something that's not tangible about it. Um, and for sure, when you look back on your career, if someone said to me, you can have three world championships or you can have one Le Mans victory I would take the Le Mans victory because if you win at Le Mans you etch yourself into the history books forever and legacy wise it's important and you know when I when I meet someone on the street and you know you know I, I'm, I meet someone at the pub or something like that or you know and they say oh what you do I say I'm a professional racing driver what you race I don't tell them I race in the World Endurance Championship or the European Le Mans series my answer is always this um, oh, have you heard of the Le Mans 24 Hours? And they say, yes, of course, that's what I race. So for the normal person on the street, it shows the weight Le Mans carries. And if you're a racing fan like I am, um, as well as being a professional racing driver, I'm a big racing fan, to come here and to, you know, to race on the same circuit that Jackie X raced on and all the, the, the guys that have won multiple Le Mans is, is really, really special. And it would be nice to join that, that club. And there's some, you know, there's some really, really strong guys you're racing against as well. Uh, Sebastian Bourdais, people might remember him. Uh, he's a former F1 uh, driver, Kevin Estra as well, in the, in the, in the Porsche GT team. Um, he's kind of, I was GT royalty. So, um, like, look, even Giancarlo Fisichella racing there, the same car as yourself um, in the Pro-Am category. Um, I suppose, look, you know, is it is it a bit, 
Like, do you, do you feel like here in Ireland we don't have a kind of a, because obviously, look, Formula One here is very popular. People watch it because it's on TV. But people don't tend to have the same understanding of, of GT racing and particularly endurance racing and I suppose the kind of prestige that that brings with it. Yeah, I think that, you know, as a sport, it's quite niche, if I'm honest with you. And what you find is people are, are really into it and they know an awful lot about it or they know very little. Um, and I think that that's the, that's the thing, particularly in Ireland. In the UK, it's, it's slightly different because, um, you know, out of the 400,000 spectators that usually attend Le Mans, I would say 300 of them come from the UK. So that's a bit different. But it, it's just, it's a little bit niche. Motorsport in general in Ireland is, is quite niche. You have the rallying. Um, but apart from that, really, there, there's, there's no big motorsport in Ireland. So that's, as you touched on, that's why it's a little bit more difficult to to break into motor racing if you're from Ireland but you know it's like anything if you if it's something you really want to do um, and you just you know you go at it as hard as you can and, and probably if, if you work hard enough you, you can get there um, and that was that was like me but on the same side I think that if people watched Le Mans um, it's interesting you know it's, it's a very interesting race it's not like Formula 1 it's not boring because there's so many things going on and it's not just about who's the quickest wins the race it's who manages the tires who's who's protecting the car a little bit more and there's a lot of nuances to it that you don't get um Say in Formula One, and and finally, I suppose uh, just touching on those nuances. Obviously, it's multi-class racing, so you have uh, LMP, which is Le Mans prototype one cars, LMP two cars, LMP ones are the hybrids booster. You know they they can hit top speeds approaching that of a Formula One car, and then yourselves, obviously the GTE cars, who are look if you put them up against any other car, they'd be massively powerful. But put them in a straight line down the mountain straight against the LMP one cars, and they they look like they're almost in slow motion. How how do you deal with that? You know, does that old joke? kind of the bully and the bully you're, you know you're, you're the bullied in this sense because you've guys screaming past you how, how much more difficult is that and I suppose for somebody who who for people who are only used to driving road cars what's the kind of visibility in terms of out of the car and, and, and how difficult is it to kind of make your way through through all that traffic it's definitely it's, it's a it's a big part of, of Le Mans and the European Le Mans series and the World Endurance Championship is the multi-class aspect and to be in a GT car, honestly, you're in the, in the most difficult class because you're the guy who's who's looking in his mirrors all the time, and it, it's quite a skill that the really quick guys can can manage. That you can maintain a very high pace um, in the traffic. You know, when you're when you're getting past, when when you're managing it, and the 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 best way I can describe it is that you do to the best of your ability, make sure that the cars that are passing you do it on your terms. Um, if you can you know, do so much so. It's about where you position the car. Um, it's about you really understanding where they're coming from, when they're going to overtake the, the closing rate. And we have radar on the car now. So instead of a rear view mirror, we have a, a camera that has radar and it tells us which car is approaching, how fast it's approaching, which side it's likely to, to overtake. It's quite smart. So that sort of stuff is, is you know, definitely a, a big help. But where it becomes difficult is in the night because the camera is a bit less useful um, and obviously it, driving in, in the dark is anyways a lot more difficult and then having them come up behind you in difficult places so the concentration levels when you're in a GT car I think are much higher than any other class um, and that's why I think that the you know it's, I'm probably biased but I believe the best drivers are in um, 
GT cars. It's the most competitive class for sure out of all of them, and it's a class with the most manufacturer involvement. So it's uh, yeah, and part of the skill is obviously not trying to get harpooned by a by a prototype, <laughs> as it's trying to pass you at a place where it shouldn't. <laughs>